what it is. This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, nobody does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another episode of Hard Factor. It is Monday, May 3rd, 2021. Episode number 680 of Hard Factor. I'm Will. We got Mark, Wes, Pat, and Bubba producing. And oops, surprise, surprise, the journalist from Detroit who covered the poop wall last week from uh last week's story, Charlie Langton. He's on the back end of this show today. So strap in for that. Very Hell fun yeah. conversation with a local mm-hmm. news legend. So you guys, you guys excited the man. to release that one? Do you have fun yeah. talking to Charlie? Charlie's the man. Charlie's the man. He is the I'd like man. to drink some wine with Charlie, hang out with Charlie. Yeah, Charlie's the best. Yeah. Seems like I, a good good company. I concur. Uh, also, uh, metal detecting show? What's happening, fellas? I, there's a lot of things i got to follow up with you real quick. First one's metal detecting show. What's going Anytime. on? Anytime. Anytime, anyplace. I'm ready. I got, I, I'm going to the beach for three days this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and that's the only time I've had really anything going on. And other than that, I'm gonna, I can detect whenever. So you and Wes can go walk the block to each other's house and detect and film. We're I gonna think go. So. Yeah, we, we'll figure it out. I was trolling them this weekend because my cousin found a revolutionary oh, war era penny. Make- He's Pat's cousins run circles around you guys. Kind of seated half. I, I was jealous until I Googled how much that thing's worth, so don't really care anymore. <laughs> it's not uh, what it's eight, about, Mark. It's like ninety bucks. Well, it's the thrill <laughs> the thrill of the game though. Thrill of the game. Imagine if you found a ninety dollar like, holy shit. What if you found a ninety dollar treasure just sitting on the sidewalk there? Yeah. I mean, you could do that with your We will. We're going to. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about it more, be about it, I okay. I'd say. Okay. Because the people are clamoring for a metal detecting show. Bubba People are also clamoring for an update on your lacrosse coaching. Um, hear that you had a big tourney uh, going on? Yeah, it was the final leg of the season. We had a uh, tournament yesterday in the blistering heat. It was a, a single elimination, two games to make it to the championship. That was today. Mm. And uh, the boys prevailed in a 4-3 victory in the first game and a 5-4 victory in overtime Whoa. in the second game. Yeah, they beasted it in overtime. It was okay. awesome. A couple real of one proud of wins them. there. Nice. What happened um, in the championship game, Bubba? I wasn't able to make it to the championship game, and I still don't know what happened. Neither of the fathers have answered my text. Well, so then they lost. Then something. they lost. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking something yeah. bad happened. Sounds well, like you're the coach, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're the yeah, coach. I'm the head right? coach, yeah. Everybody's pretty disappointed in Coach Bubba after not showing up I would, the championship game. I would say so, so yeah. Well, yeah. Bubba's, yeah. Bubba's dad didn't let him off work, right? Bubba had to. Yeah. Yeah, I answer so. to to one man, and and that's that's <laughs> my power. Did you tell him about the championship game? Yeah, yeah I called them today, acting all excited because like I told my mom about it. You know, when you tell your mom, asking is like to see what you can do if you can get off. Sure. She's like, well, you can't get off. And then I called my dad, <laughs> acting all excited about it, to like be like, oh, maybe he'd be like, oh, then why don't you call in, take off? And he was like, ah, well, that sucks. And then yeah. that was the oh, end of the conversation. Oh, answer themselves, Bubba. Bubba's dad's old school. He's like, no son of mine's going to be a lacrosse coach. It's yeah, like an, like yeah. an 
thinks it's like an acting well, gig or something. Yeah. Something it's a hobby. coaching career, Bubba. I'm hoping that you can, you guys can bounce back. After well, this are you, yeah, you man, guys, I hope to continue with this. What happened? Did you guys have like an Adam Bank scenario where like a kid transferred midseason? Because you guys were like zero and eight, and then you you got to the Made championship to the game. You won like five we, of your last six. What happened? We actually had a kid transfer yeah. midseason that helped <laughs> the season around. Shocker! Wow. He was unbelievable. He so was. You're like, he was uh, really more yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was also more of so I coached five games and won four of those games, and then I was away for six games. And the two dads that coached, they're just well, Bubba, you know, it sounds dads. like you should have been there for the championship game. Then uh, we got to move. Right. On. Yeah, we got, we got more stuff. We got more stuff. Uh, hashtag Fat Boy Summer, the pigs in a blanket power hour with PFT. Uh, fellas, this has been TBD for a while. When is it going to happen? We need to set a date here. What day of the week is June 20th? June 20th. Why is that important? It's, it's the, the summer first, solstice. First day of summer, and it's it. uh, and it's when like our weight loss thing ends. It's okay. Sunday. All right. Okay. So there it is. Sunday. June, there it June is. Tw- first day of summer? June That's 20th. Okay. We yep. will do a Pigs in a Blanket power hour that day and then record a podcast where we are so full. It is it's oh, painful. I just got told they lost years. seven to one. Seven to oh, one? Oh, Bubba, you really Jesus. should have been there. You're, You're not really. really yeah. Oh, really man, should have been there for the boys. Just gonna get hooked on drugs now. Yeah, <laughs> that's a beat. You're never gonna live that beat down. You, you're gonna have to actually, you know, you're gonna have to whip them into shape. Gonna have to give them a hard practice after they, after you su- accept the loss. Do they even give a second place trophy to a team that gets absolutely fucking stomped like mm-hmm. that? I don't. They I just wouldn't. Threw their medals on the ground. Yeah. The last thing you expect is your coach not to be there at the championship. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty rough. It's brutal. <laughs> Honestly, it's brutal. It's well, yeah. hard to come back from. Hard to, hard to get up for that game, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So June 20 is the Pigs in a Blanket Power Hour uh, to celebrate uh, Fat Boy Summer and, and, and everything great about it. Also, Hard Factor Florida Vacation. We're putting it together. Is it happening? Is the first one happening this year or next year? Is it going to be fall of 2021 or is it going to be spring of 2022? I think it should probably be spring of 2022. Knowing us, um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, yeah, probably. yeah. Okay, spring of 2022. Stay, stay tuned for details. Uh, anything else, fellas? Before we jump into the daily buzz, let's do the news. Number three in the daily buzz today. It's a top three. The Bidens, the uh, first family, are bringing a rescue cat, a female, according uh, to the first lady, into the White House to join Champ. Mate and Major, the two German Shepherds, Major, the German Shepherd who is back in the White House following remedial training after previously biting two White House employees, has undergone additional cat training courses in preparation to try and not kill the new cat on site once it's released into the building. Godspeed to that cat. Hope it knows how to hide. Well, you know. I think that this is bad for major because, you know, Joe Biden himself brought the crime bill, which is a three strikes uh, you're out life situation. And uh, major's got two strikes. So with this cat, if Joe Biden is fair, he treats uh, all situations like you did with the terrible crime bill that decimated an entire community, then major's going to be euthanized. They're That's they're they're bringing a cat into major's territory. What yes. the fuck are they thinking? Mark, Mark. Don't worry. They walked Major through a cat shelter and they said that he did fine when the cats were in cages and he could not bite them. Mm, and he walked right. through the shelter. He did okay. Wes had and a take. Walked, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, go you, ahead, Wes. Yeah, yeah. Well, just the tweet I said is is they yeah. better get a cat that's very common looking because they're going to go through a few of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like in Meet the Fuckers, they they need like a very generic looking cat because they're, the they're not exactly. They're going to have to spray right. paint the tail of a few cats. Mm-hmm. Also, last time a cat was in the White House, it ended up with a cigar inside of it, from what I read. Uh, Related what? to that. Oh, right. Star investigation. You're just talking about Socks. pussy? Socks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't He's that talking about the Clinton administration. Yep. Socks? Socks, Socks ate the cigar that went in Monica Lewinsky? Oh, it went what? in Monica. Okay, I, I misread that. It was a pussy. You didn't understand yeah. the it was a pussy joke. That was a pussy joke. Gotcha. Ah. Yeah. Well, Pat was confused. Yeah. Number two. And then you guys either set me up or either way it worked out. So. Okay. Yeah, All I right. think so. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Remember yeah. Socks? He was the last cat, I think. Was he? I think he was the last cat. Number two, uh, North Korea has vowed to punish President Biden for his quote-unquote blunder of calling their nuclear program a threat recently. Uh, Experts think that Kim Jong-un will start pushing boundaries with more missile tests, while Biden says he's going to be the first president to completely disarm the entire Korean peninsula. He's going to get those nukes right out of KJU's hands. Uh, I guess get your popcorn ready, but for probably nothing. North Korea proving Biden wrong there by uh, saying they'll nuke us if if we say that they're a threat. They've (laughs) told the same reaction they've had every time any president has said anything. I'll show you calling me a threat. I'll kill you. Yeah. (laughs) So more of the same in North Korea. We'll see what happens there. Number one, though, fellas, is a big time sports update. It was a big sports weekend. I don't know if you saw it. A little race called the Kentucky Derby. Bob Baffert, legendary horse trainer, won his seventh Kentucky Derby with Medina Spirit. The win was worth $1.86 million. Uh, pretty good for a horse that only cost the owner 35 k uh, last year when he bought him. So yeah, it's good Oh, last year. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, yeah. What do you, what, what, what's well, I was just saying, you know, because if you got a, I guess it's three-year-olds were on that race, right? So 35 k yeah. is cheap as fuck, but then like, oh, to cost at that level like a hundred grand a year to take care of and he's got oh, a bunch baffert of things to train it i'm yeah. so mad at like why did i why did i bet against baffert hot rod charlie hot yeah. rod charlie if he just had another like i don't know 100 100 meters he was, he was coming on the outside he yeah but medina spirit had that race uh wire to wire start yeah. to finish Owned yeah race uh, of four- a lifetime for that horse was and it's young i believe it was only one of its first few races former heavyweight mm-hmm. boxing champ and fat boy summer poster boy andy ruiz beat chris Ariola in a heavyweight boxing match saturday night uh where the 40 year old Ariola did knock ruiz down before going on to lose comfortably uh by decision heavyweight boxing i think what do you guys think about this it needs a tournament like a grand prix right now with ruiz fury wilder and joshua as the headliners and then like you know, 12 other dudes and then just put them into like a, a blood sport style tournament that would sell some pay-per-views. Cause if you bring Butterbean out of retirement, I'm in. Absolutely. He could be a first round. What they don't have enough, like flair pizzazz marketing. Like they're, they're not like you're saying, like the fights aren't consistent enough. What like, like Joshua and Fury and Wilder are fighting like once a year. I, I didn't even yeah. know this fight was happening really. Like, right. I don't well, know. This, right. is, this is the fat, fat yeah. old guy that he was a champion before. He knocked out Joshua, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fluke. Well, yeah. Ariola and is is older than Ruiz. Ruiz could still, if he like puts it all together, could could make another run. But there are so yeah. many good heavyweights right there now. There are. Yeah. They're like historically good. They're like very yeah. good. But but there's just no promotion going into them or whatever. Like it's you just need like, to put Dana White on top of that. Yeah. He could make that happen. 
You can, okay. Well, yeah. also the NFL draft happened over the weekend. Uh, the Eagles and the Jets were among teams who graded very well. Mark and Bubba, you guys have any thoughts about, uh, you know, your teams, your excitement for this upcoming season? Uh, I'd say suck my dick on a East. You think you're calling a title title shot? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Title shot after that draft? I, I don't know. Devontae Smith. He's he he reminds me a little bit of Jerry Rice. You got Jacoby know. Stevens from LSU too. That's I like that pick. And the okay. and that guy, the center from Alabama who tours ACL in December, but he pancakes. Uh, he benches like eight billion pounds. Dickinson, Landon Dickinson, or whatever. Yeah, that guy's a beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good draft for the Eagles. What about you, Bubba? Yeah, what's going on with the Jets? I was just gonna say J E T S Jets Jets Jets. That's all I got. Okay, you excited yeah, about the guy who wrong. looks like? Uh, I mean, he looks like more like an Abercrombie and Fitch model. He looks like he was in Bubba's. Oh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just like, he really is just a rejuvenated Sam Darnold. But we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm stoked for everything yeah. around. Is that the guy who's all nervous around the black guys? There's the, 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 the black guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, great yeah, yeah. That great was him. That was amazing. That was yeah. him. BYU will do that to you. You guys, you guys will also win uh, ultimate frisbee tournaments if they have them in the NFL. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, all right, uh, other teams uh, that did well: the Bears, Lions, Jags, Broncos, Giants, Chargers, and Patriots. So, oh, just those few, huh? Yeah, but that means nothing. Uh, no. Please, football season, come back to us soon. The draft grades mean absolutely nothing. Uh, and finally, the number one trend in sports over the weekend, and sports dominated the weekend, was Manchester United fans rushed the field at Old Trafford to protest their American ownership on Sunday, uh, forcing to postpone the game with Liverpool um, and injuring a few police officers in in like the melee. So it was like over a thousand uh, angry mob of over a thousand uh, Man U fans just stormed into the field, took it over before the game was supposed to happen. They were also like st- like uh, monitoring the hotels where the teams were staying. They're, like they fucking hate Liverpool. They fucking hate the Glazer family who owns uh, man, you for trying to uh, start the Super League. And basically, mm. if you were involved with the Super League and you're in Manchester, it is fate on site right now. So, uh, yeah. Stop. So the Glazer family is the American family that uh, also owns the Buccaneers and is like historically kind of uh, money hungry and mm-hmm. does this. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a this this movement in like the EPL specifically where the the American owners are, are in shit shape, like because don't really the, blame them. Honestly. Super, yeah, they're pissed that these yeah. American owners are coming in. And then all of a sudden the Super League came up and it was mainly because of the American owners. Do you see Jay Glazer, the NFL, the bald guy, the NFL commenter, uh, commentator like the um, the people thought analyst. he was the owner. He, th- he thought he was a part of the Glazer family, so he oh, had he right. had to tweet out today. I'm not, not a part really. of that Glazer family. Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, pretty fucking cool, though, like. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, I'm sorry for the police that were injured. One, one police officer got like slashed across the face. But like these fans just like absolutely like I mean, they just pissed all over the the ownership there and just like took over the field. It's, I mean, it's kind of a it's wild. Um, it's wild is what it powerful is. Powerful statement from the yeah. fans. Uh, and that's the buzz. All right, uh, guys. Living in an old folks home is a sad reality that some of us will face, right? I don't know about you guys, but I've visited one of the really, really bad nursing homes, and it was one of the most depressing things I have ever seen. Uh, my, Have you guys ever been to one of these things? Really bad? Uh, I mean, a, a nursing home in general. Yeah. The, yeah, I mean, it's not – like, it's always like a pretty – Like a state – like vibe. a state-run nursing home. Oh, no. What were you, yeah. were you doing that? Was that a family thing? Is Volunteering? Okay. What were you no, doing so, there? 
my grandmother was there. My grandmother oh. was in one of these things for a few months while my mom and aunts argued about what to do with her. And it was sad. I walked into the main entrance and the hallway was just lined with old people in wheelchairs staring at you. I think Bubba's got a picture uh, to throw up if he's paying. Yeah, um, it was like this. That's exactly oh. the what that's exactly what it looked like. Um, so just they're just lined uh, down the hallway, with just no, uh, with none of their family, with none of their family, just staring at you, dribbling, sleeping, clearly just left for dead. Um, after I visited my grandmother in her room and she got done telling me about how awful the place was and how hard and black her stool was. I was leaving. Um, I opened the wrong door and heard a nurse yell, shut the door, shut the door. And an old man slash zombie slowly lunged toward me and I <laughs> slammed the door shut oh. in his face. It was like a horror movie. Um, like it was like like that was like another dimension, and that that that's one hundred percent true. You story. got that nurse killed. Yeah, yeah. It was it was you very sad. Up. You riled him up. He saw saw fresh blood. They yeah. are they are fucking depressing places. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you know a, a rich uh, you know a living assisted living facility. These these state nursing homes are sad. You don't so. say. Yeah, I tell you this because um, it obviously traumatized me a little bit and telling it helps me, but also so you uh, empathize with the main characters of this story, a husband and wife were prisoners of the Elmcroft of Lebanon, Tennessee, assisted living facility in Lebanon, Tennessee. Here's a picture um, of the outside. And I don't know what Bubba picked, but yeah, that's that's one of the rooms. Uh, there's there's a dining looks, hall. Looks, looks nice. It looks OK. Right. Like that, that, that like studio with the fucking well, it's got a fridge. It looks pretty nice. Right. Um, but the it, this husband and wife team uh, escaped. They hated it so much. Both were suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's and decided they need to break out. And and how they broke out. Could that um, have to do with their desire to, to break out? Or OK, I'm sorry. I'm no, I think I yeah, think they they thought want, they were 30. Right. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I well, I think that they just don't like being uh, held against their will. Yeah. Uh, but two people in that state you know, probably need some assistance. Right. They it's do. also kind of typical of uh, Alzheimer's or dementia. Right. To have to a locked like... door system so they don't end up in traffic. Right. Mm-hmm. You wander sometimes. Right. Yep. So but they but the, how they broke out is amazing. So the husband used um, a skill he learned in the military, which was Morse code. Nice. So. You see, the, the facility and the escape route was blocked by a door locked with a keypad code. So every day, this old man listened and studied as nurses punched in that code. And using his skills, uh, he used, got in the military, he was able to decipher the exact combination of the code. And he and his wife made a break for it on March 2nd. Well, his Alzheimer's uh, isn't that bad. How did he? Got, I mean, he couldn't orchestrate I, that. No, well, I think Alzheimer's is kind of selective in some respects. Like, like there are mm-hmm. things that you can remember but it's not necessarily uh, you wouldn't be able to do track. that. You wouldn't be able to do that if you had really bad Alzheimer's. Well, no, what, no was, chance. Was he in World War Two? Do you know? Or I believe it was World War Two. And I'm, I'm not. It's it said that he and his wife are both suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's. Because this sure. requires multiple days in a row of yes. remembering what you did and also like like notating what it was. This taking, is all he focused on. Probably. Yeah. This okay. is the only thing he gave. He gave 100 percent of the little memory he had just to this. Um, it's a good project. If you're yeah, it's amazing. I mean, yeah, this might be like a places. scientific breakthrough. Right. Yeah. More stories. Like Alzheimer's. Yeah. Mega romantic too. This yeah. is so romantic. Oh, the idea yeah, just, that they're in there together and they're both yeah. losing their brains and 
he breaks out and he's like, "Lady, we're getting out of here." Mm. Oh, this might be how go? you. Yeah. This might be how you un- unlock, like, get through Alzheimer's. Is you have to find out this guy had a skill that they probably could know Morse mm-hmm. code. So you have to like find out what this person's skill is, lock him in a room, and give him like little niblets of if he could you, remember his old skills, he could get out. You're talking about yeah. give them treats like a, like a dog. Well, no, just like yes. no, just like uh, like for someone else, it could be like a lock pick. For someone else, it could be I don't know, but like you have to like put them in a shitty situation, but you can get out of it if you remember how to do something you did 20 or 40 so mark's like a mark's like the saw guy if right. he yeah. was to run yes. a elderly home yeah mm-hmm. i mean he i wouldn't would, kill them but i right yeah. you just torture them and then you can oh, name name all get out. They, yeah. could, they had a chance to all you have out. to do is remember yeah. how to juggle if, if this guy was a juggler if he can juggle his way out of it mark's like do do you want out of your reverse <laughs> mortgage or no yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> pick, pick the key that used to go to your house and I'll let you out. Yeah. Um, and we'll so, stop your worst mortgage right now. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, dementia and Alzheimer's caught up with them not long after the escape. And someone reported an old man peeing in someone's lawn about two blocks away. And they were caught 30 minutes later. Um, I kid about well, he peeing. just they had were, to relieve himself. They, they were just want. No, I kid about that. They, they were just wandering aimlessly and were obviously not supposed to be out. So they got called. Uh, someone called. Um, and they were, they were brought back. The facility was fined $2,000 by the state, and they said they have changed all the codes on the keypads and have poured hot wax in the old man's ears to prevent him from doing this again. Uh, but can you imagine, like, the fucking applause and, like, questions that they got asked when they came back? Like, hey, is my bitch daughter out there? Or, or is it snowing? Or, you know, all that kind of shit. Yeah. It looks like a nice place. You can see the weather. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, Has Jesus so. come back yet? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is my son out there? What do they have? Um, like one of those, like uh, a voice, like codes, like when you punch in the numbers, like four, seven. Man, if I nine. was that guy, though, <laughs> if I was that guy the whole time, I'd just be like complaining. I'd be like, "Look, I I broke your system. Clearly, I I don't need to be in here." Right. I'd be belligerent if they were trying to drag me. Back well, then they would guy. say, uh, "Where else do you have to go, old man?" And then he'd be then, silent. Well, then you go with Wes's uh, complaining about your family route. That, that's what that's I think you just yeah. transition straight over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy story. But uh, guys, I'll tell you what these nursing homes need is a big old supply of what would make them a lot happier. And that's Caliper CBD. Uh, the stress of not having their loved ones call them back uh, will just slip away. And guess what? If you are suffering from stress or sleeplessness, Caliper CBD can help you too. Caliper CBD as uh, a powder is the only clinically proven fast acting CBD. It delivers 30 times more CBD in the first 30 minutes versus CBD oil. Get all the benefits of CBD in just 10 minutes. Some CBD oils can take over an hour to absorb, not caliper. Developed by food science experts with decades of experience, rigorously tested for purity and quality. Caliper CBD comes in convenient, easy-to-use packets, uh, precisely 20 milligrams in each packet, always THC-free, and you'll feel better without the high, so no need Mm. to worry about that. Uh, No weird taste, no oily residue, mixes easily in any food or drink, tea, water, coffee, whatever you want. Get 20% off your first order when you use promo code FACTOR at tricaliper.com slash FACTOR. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, there's Will enjoying some right now. It's right on his tongue. They'll give you a full refund. That's tricaliper.com slash FACTOR. Don't forget promo code FACTOR for 20% off your first order. Mm. Pat, where's where's your arm coming from on that? Oh, don't worry, Mark. You see see what this was? (laughs) That angle. Yeah. Wes, what this was was a Caliper Swift stick. And that goes straight on the tongue. Delicious. Oh, 20 milligrams instantly. Fantastic. Ooh, perfect. I mean, it, it really is good stuff. You should give it a shot. Gentlemen, Jerry Falwell Jr. 
the disgraced former president of the Evangelical Bible College, Liberty University, isn't going to let a little thing like a massive lawsuit from his former employer ruin his fun. And if you guys don't know about the lawsuit, it was filed about two weeks ago, and it alleges that Falwell gave himself a $12.5 million raise while hiding a decade-long relationship with Miami pool boy Giancarlo Granada, um, where the 20-year-old would bang his wife, Becky, while he would beat off in the corner. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, I remember we this. Covered, yeah, we covered the when the initially broke about his sexual uh, preferences there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's but, since been let go and then is now being sued by the college. Uh, right. I will say this. That makes sense. Fall, yeah. Falwell Jr. did uh, do a bang up job of growing the college. There's no doubt about that. They really can't shit on him. He uh, he, he was the first guy to do correspondence courses from a from an evangelical Bible college. He made the college a lot, a lot of money, a lot of money. But he also was um, involved in a uh, like a tenure, as I said, fling with a pool boy. He would. I mean, isn't that his own business? I guess it's because Liberty is such a a conservative Christian school. They can't handle that kind of freak in the sheets. Yeah, they hated it. He was doing things like uh, sending the Liberty private jet to Miami to pick up Giancarlo to fly him back on Trump company funds. There you go. The guy's walking around with the uh, soon to be president in the United States and like some of the most heavy hitting political operatives in the Republican Giancarlo. And they're like, what's this guy doing here? And And not a a single pool on school grounds was cleaned once. Yeah, that's true, guys. Uh, Let's just say Jerry Jr. and Becky really enjoyed the fringe benefits of being around a perpetual revolving door of young, hot, sheltered co-eds who don't even have the slightest clue what the good Lord gave gave them in terms of uh, their bodies and uh, let alone know how to put it to service. If you know what I'm saying, guys. Well, I mean, but Jerry showed him how to put it to service. I mean, he instructed him how, it sounds like. Some of them. Uh, When graduation day rolled around. From the corner, put it to service. (laughs) (laughs) Service her this way. Yeah, flip her over from a dark corner. You don't even know what you have, girl. He's watching on a monitor from like a behind yeah. a partition. It's like the true lies thing. He's like, yeah, flip, yeah nice and slow. Yeah, <laughs> slowly. He's behind a. Uh, he's behind like a confession. Um, exactly. So, so when graduation day rolled around, guys, uh, Jerry wasn't gonna miss what might have been the last opportunity to eye fuck the outgoing seniors on his terms. So he showed up at a uh, student event, a, a comedy uh, night. Uh, he was uninvited. Uh, there was about 200 students there. And he announced all 200 of them to come to a graduation party at his home. Uh, keep in mind, guys. Me and Giancarlo, my wife. Everyone's going to be there. Uh, Falwell got on the mic on a small stage outside of an off-campus house and said, quote, I just want to invite all the seniors to my farm. Uh, we're going to have uh, the real Liberty graduation. Uh, a student who was there told Politico, who broke this story, that Falwell's daughter, who's also a student at university, uh, told people, please don't come. And my guess is that's because her mom, Becky, uh, has a history of administering the Holy Sacrament in the form of the Holy Succument to mm-hmm. her uh, kids' friends when they stay overnight at the Falwell farm. And that's because Becky blew the bass player and her son Trey's band one night after band practice and then uh, continued. She's insatiable. The bass player, huh? Yeah, the yeah. bass players. Yeah. Well, Trey was playing guitar. That that's the lesson. That's the, that's, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. the bass player is the least likely to get a blowjob in the right, band. Right, yeah. best available. But Jerry probably <laughs> loved that. I mean, Jerry Jr. just sounds like. Uh, I mean, the more the more Becky gets gets uh, gets curious, the more uh, Jerry Jr. gets aroused. I mean, he loves yeah. the, he loves a hard rock story. Relation. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. He loves what a slut she is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah. have. This is even. I'm even impressed for surprised by you, the bass player. <laughs> bass player. Yeah. What are you trying to do? You've yourself, Becky, from the corner. Yeah. What are you trying to get? Yeah. Oh, I'm worked up. The bass is player. losing his mind <laughs> in the in like the security cam. Office. Yeah, he's done it again. Apparently, the bass player. I guess they've been practicing in a uh, in an unoccupied church next to their property that the Falwells owned. They're like, yeah, you guys can practice in the church, and they were drinking whiskey so they're like why don't you just stay over so the bass player goes to stay in like a spare bedroom and he lays down and he hears giggling and he looks down and becky's like on the floor between the bed and the wall waiting for him yeah uh well good stuff hey did did you guys know kid rock owns a bar in nashville called kid rock's big ass honky tonk rock and roll steakhouse no, no, that sounds perfect. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the first place I'm going next time I go to visit the story of Music City. There you go, Pat. It looks uh, fun. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you can imagine, it gets pretty rowdy. You see the image there at, at that establishment from time to time. It gets a little rowdy. Uh, you better be mentally prepared to fight or fuck any given night. You go to K-R-B-A-H-T-R-R-N-R-S. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some characters there, right? Like, uh, for example, the guy this weekend who took off his colostomy bag and started swinging it at people. Oh, Whoa, like okay. a like a like a like a like a ball like a mace like a yeah. like a medieval well, mace. like a ball with the ball, ball bag of shit baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, <laughs> making a mess. Uh, taking it to the internet, Nashville scanner said uh, male took off his colostomy bag and started swinging it at others. Some units have feces on them. This is oh. the third time I've heard this colostomy bag guy in the past two nights. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, this, guy, like, this guy's rolling around town just shitting yeah. on everybody. You guys don't know what a colostomy yeah. bag is. Pe- people that have certain diseases, right? The colostomy bag serves as their intestines, right? So, like, it's it's a sad thing. Uh, it's a bummer. You're essentially carrying your intestines around outside yeah, your yeah, body. Shit. It's a yeah. medical condition that requires you to shit into a bag for bag a number of reasons. But it's yeah, you have to change it yourself, and it's a, outside of your body. The bag of shit. Yeah. Um, so apparently what happened was this guy got so hammered that 911 was called on him twice over like a 12 hour period for health checks. And he refused medical attention both times. But when he when they got called a third time, he had enough of telling the cops, I'm fine. Go away. I'm fine. And uh, he just took off his colostomy bag and started flinging his shit at the cops <laughs> and everyone around them. Oh, I swear to God, Brian, you keep my shots and I'm going to start swinging this bag around this bar. No, you won't. I, no, hope you won't. I swear him. to God. <laughs> I think he warned him for sure. Uh, according to the Nashville scanner again, uh, they later said at least one officer is heading home for 30 to 40 minutes to get a change of clothes. Take as much time as you need because he was covered. Yeah, you're coming uh, back out after that? No, no. That's, no. that's, a, that's a free night off. <laughs> you're nah, off. Sorry, just got to send you home. Like, yeah. You got the colostomy bag guy? Oh, yeah. shit. Take a Have shower. A good night, rookie. Yeah, get a good night's sleep. Uh, that, that'll put a damper on the evening getting shit from uh, some drunk old dude's colostomy bag flung all over you. But um, don't take our word for it. Let's head to the internet for some reactions. Uh, let's see how they... Uh, let's see. Eric, the rural juror, said, must have been Florida night in the honky-tonk. So a fan of Florida uh-huh. Man Florida. Mm. Florida Man Friday. Good call there, Eric, the rural, rural juror. Uh, Greg Rank, at Greg Rank, says... 
great read while I eat breakfast, angry cat face. So, so that moron <laughs> saw, the he- saw the headline of Man Swings Colostomy Bag at People at Kid Rock's Bar it. and then clicked on it and read the whole thing while, while eating, eating breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and he's mad. And he's yeah. mad at the and author. he uses cat face emojis. Because he he's insane, he Will. He wanted to spoil his own breakfast. Because <laughs> he thinks he's a cat. <laughs> Greg Rick's got a few screws loose. Uh, and then and then Harold Franklin, slaughterer of thousands, said, oh, like none of you have ever removed your colostomy bags and waved them around. And then two guys that have colostomy bags responded. Matt Sullivan says, as someone with one, there have been times where it was tempting. And Danny Ware says, Danny Ware, your PPE correctly says, had one for a year. Definitely tempted a few times due to neighbors partying into the wee hours on a school night. Oh. So two guys with colostomy bags there saying oh, they really wanted to throw weird. their shit at you oh. <laughs> so be nice to people with colostomy bags is the moral of the story because no, every, no, every single one of them wants to throw their shit at you it sounds like the moral of the story mm-hmm. stay the fuck away from people with colostomy well yeah that's yes no, stay, shit, stay away <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Kid Rock's Honky Tonk Steakhouse running, <laughs> running grill. It's a Detroit theme bar. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd rather be shot though than attacked by a colostomy bag. That's probably the most. It's fucked like up the weapon. diarrhea bucket. It's basically the same thing because yeah. it's like it, that, that the people with colostomy bags basically just have the diarrhea bucket on them, ready to go. All it's time, like right? it's like the portable version. It's like the handgun yeah. version of the of yeah, the, it's uh, just a shit balloon yeah. at all times. Yeah. Oof. Anyways. Dangerous. That's going to do it for stories, but we do have one more special thing for you here. Mm. Charlie Langton, the man, speaking of poop, the local news legend that covered the poop wall, here he is. Oh, yeah! All right, welcome to the show. This is a new segment, uh, Local News Legends, and we have local news legend Charlie Langton. Uh, If you watched the episodes last week, Charlie caught our eye doing exemplary work uh, on a local news report. And I think we can just run the clip here to refresh anyone's memory that didn't didn't see it. It's just a shit pile over there. Well, we'll just call it a poop wall, a 250 foot long poop wall. That's really close to the house. They probably sold like it has some cultural or agricultural benefit. Well, not really. See, the poop wall is really all part of a family feud. They normally spread it on the field, but uh decided to make a fence out of it. Wayne, where does all this poop come from? (laughs) (laughs) Charlie, great job with that piece. Um, What was was up with the poop ball? How bad did that smell? What was going on there? It was bad. It stunk. It was bad. And we've had, you know, we've had days of 50 degrees here, and this is really outside of Detroit. Uh, But but this day was 80 degrees. And you get a whiff of that wind, and the poop just, yeah, it just pierces your nose and you oh, can get yeah. it's little subtle whiffs you know it's yeah, like, that's the, yeah. you, you know little hints of poop cow poop is what it that's was. a humid 80 there in detroit so you're it just is. i mean it is uh, that poop smell is sticking to you it's, it's it seemed like that guy put in a lot of work on the poop ball it was pretty uh pronounced the poop ball like how well, how I, is he just doing that all day like what yeah, is he what's doing? the, what's the yeah, story so the poop so he so he's got so the the, the real backstory is this is a family feud and back a hundred years ago this was a nice farm where they had a lot of cows and this the grandpa had two sons and one son got 171 acres and then the other son wayne's father got one acre oh. so it's been a family oh. feud so the guy that owned 171 acres he wanted to raise these cows or whatever. So he was going to sell the rights to the city to preserve it as a farm. But they had to do a survey. So when they went to do the survey, Wayne said, wait a minute, this is my property. So there was a, it was a dispute. 
And from then on, those guys hated each other. So the guy that owned 171 acres, he said, I'll, I'll determine where this is. I'll put a poop wall. Yeah. And that's how it started. So he had 171 acres to Wayne's once. That's like rubbing Wayne salt in that's salt in the wound, but it's poop, well, but it's, it's like a poop a, wall in the wound. It's like a big poker stack, except your yeah. chips are a poop wall. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're just pushing your <laughs> chips at the at the small stack. And, and Wayne, that, uh, go ahead, sorry, Charlie. Oh, Wayne, Wayne, you know, listen, Wayne is a he, he, he about quirky guys. Wayne's kind of a quirky guy. You know, he doesn't like the farm really. He's doing other things. So he rents it out to some college kids at University of Michigan. Good kids. But, you know, the other guys are working the farm. They've got, I don't know how many hundreds of cows. They sold it. They were planting corn. I mean, these guys are workers. And Wayne, we had a, yeah. Yeah, you know. We had a theory that might have been part of the adding to the feud, too, is that Wayne doesn't give a shit about farming. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, they don't like him, yeah. So Charlie, <laughs> they don't like him and his college kids that are coming to town, yeah. Just so we're clear, so the poop wall is, in fact, it's weaponized. It's 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 there. He's attempting to force Wayne out. Is that what's going on? Yes. I think that is really what's going on. They want Wayne's little one acre so they can get rid of Wayne and, you know, put some more cows or plant some more corn or whatever. So this there's, is a your weird cousin. Back, there's a weird backstory. I didn't really include it. But so the guy in the tractor. Oh, he is yeah. from Ireland. This guy is, and he's a he's a tough guy, Ireland, and he basically, you know, he 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 hates Wayne. <laughs> so what Wayne did is he put a big Union Jack flag on his property, aimed oh, right at Wayne. So we got <laughs> the English and the Irish going here. I mean, he wow. made an international war out of poop, and it's crazy stuff. Something tells me, Charlie, that Wayne is asking a pretty penny for that one acre too. Is is my guess, yeah. right? Uh, I think Wayne's stuck. He's not gonna. No one's gonna buy it. I think last piece of the puzzle there for his. Wayne needs his to. Sounds like Wayne's needs to sell. <laughs> or he'll be smelling shit the rest yeah. of his life. Well, he's One not even the there. It's the college kids that are smelling it. Why did um, he get such little amount of land? Why did it? Why did that side get such little amount? That's a great question because apparently back in the turn of the century, a hundred years ago, the oldest son got all the land. Right. And the other people in the family just got enough to live on. And so the grandfather had basically two kids, Wayne's father and the other guy's father. And Wayne was not in the oldest line of lineage, lineage whatever you call it. Oh, wow. He really got the one acre. Dang. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, Wayne is, Wayne's had a tough life. He really has. It's, Poor it's, Wayne. It's really, it's really yeah. turned around for youngest children. Uh, not, yeah, not like right. yeah, it's really gotten <laughs> <Right>. better. <laughs> Charlie, we saw when we saw this clip, we thought to ourselves – uh, Charlie is a one man wrecking machine, yeah. right? Where you, did did you get this scoop? Did, how did you find the scoop? And and tell us about the actually the production of the story. Was it? Are you are you a one man army out there? You know, I, I just have a lawyer is my real job. I've only been doing this television stuff for you know ten years now or so. You're fucking I really good like at it, it Charlie. But, you are. You're excellent. Yeah. <laughs> now listen, I've got to give some credit. So the story originated from our news director. It was discovered there, and and we were the only station that had it at the time. So we went down and did the story. But I work with a great editor, Matt Phillips. Uh, he's an editor and photographer. So the two of us have worked together for many many years now. And so I have to give credit to Matt. Uh, he's a, a middle-aged, grumpy uh, editor. He told me to tell you guys that. If I'm the elder guy, <laughs> oh, well, that's, I mean, guy. that's all of them, right? That's, yeah. that's all. That's, that's, that's all of them. You have to no, do but, that to but, be an But, you know, between the writing, so I'll, I'll write the story, and then Matt will edit the story. That's how we do it. But, you know, we knew we had good stuff with Wayne because he's a little quirky. And then these college kids were very good, too. And yeah. then we just got lucky yeah. with the guy. His name is uh, Dave McClellan. 
Dave McGlellan from Ireland with a very thick accent. I wish we had a better sound from him. And we just got him riding his tractor uh, on this day. And That was a great clip, though. Yeah, talk about he didn't want to talk to you. I don't like the price <laughs> of milk there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Wayne doesn't yeah. like it, but he doesn't like the price of milk either. Yeah. And, uh, it's a funny <laughs> cast of characters. We got lucky there and just kind of wrote, listen, we cover, I'm in Detroit. So listen, we've got, you know, COVID is out of control. We're the worst in the state. We've got, you know, Detroit's just getting out of bankruptcy. Uh, they're trying to get a new charter. We've had some issues. Our Tigers, our baseball team is atrocious, terrible. Uh, they're bad, um, yeah. We have a lot of problems in Detroit. So when we can do a story about poop and make it kind of funny, we'll jump on it. That's our type Great. of story. Good call, Charlie. Is there any other stories you'd like to shout, uh, shout out or call out that are similar that you can think of that's the cra- what's the craziest story you've ever covered? Uh, well, I mean, there's always dog fighting in Detroit. That's a no-brainer. Did that a couple mm-hmm. years ago. That went, that took off a little bit. I mean, we get, uh, you know, we've got some kids did, did a story tonight. It's a little sad, but an autistic kid is being arrested for exposing himself. A 20-year-old, I could call him a kid, but he's 20 years old. Oh. And we're trying to settle that case. But there's a lot of cases in Detroit. We've been very focused. Detroit said, listen, Detroit's had some tough times. And the people of Detroit are very tough people. Um, and we're kind of territorial. But, you know, COVID has been a big problem for us here. And, you know, again, we just got out of bankruptcy, but Detroit's making a comeback. It really is. So there's a lot of good pockets of Detroit. Now, this is a little farther away. We're about 25 miles out of Detroit. But, you know, it's still our market anyway. Well, we're a big time pro Detroit podcast. We did uh, the Cannabis Cup in Flint, Michigan a couple of years ago. Oh, beautiful. Ago. Yeah, beautiful. It was, it was amazing. We got very high in your mm-hmm. city, Charlie. That's um, right. We loved, stayed in loved every second yeah. of it. Charlie. So we're going to start. We're going to start. So these dispensaries, we just we legalized pot a little bit, recreational pot. Mm-hmm. We're going to start having, I don't know if it's in other cities, but they're going to have where you can actually go in, smoke your pot, and stay there. And they're yeah. going to figure out the call. They have them around. We would love that because – Honestly, we had we had trouble buying weed legally when we were in Detroit because uh, it was brand new when we got there, and we yeah, it was like some new. sort of yeah. regulation. So, Charlie, you're a lawyer. So, is it your hobby to to do these stories, or it's your side gig? It was a hobby, and then after a couple of contracts, I, I I do radio in the morning, and I do then I do Fox Two, I do WWJ Radio, and then Fox Two after. So now I I still have an office, uh, but now it's mostly radio and television. I'll get up at three thirty in the morning like tomorrow, and then go cover a barricaded gunman or a fire or shooting or whatever the case may be. And then I'll bust out of the radio, and then I'll go over to Fox 2 and do a couple stories for Fox 2. So nice, I'm nice. not practicing. I'm not in the courtroom a lot, but I've been a lot. It's fun. I like it. But well, uh, this is kind of fun, this media stuff. Charlie, yeah, it is. and you're very good at it, obviously, winding up on the legends. Uh, yeah, like but at Fox 2, they're like, here comes Charlie. What's he got for us today? Yeah. What's he- That's crazy. <laughs> but I got a question related about story. Because <laughs> yeah. we have an intern, Bubba, who is waiting for his uh, bar exam results Oof. right now. Do you yeah. have any words of wisdom to share with a, a young legal mind in that in that situation? Pop yeah. it, Bubba. Yeah, what's your second choice for a job? Um, <laughs> this, this no, no, no. is so I'm kind of following in your footsteps pretty well. No, you know what? Listen, a law is a great uh, general knowledge, but you don't really learn anything until you practice. You really don't. You, so if you want to do criminal law, and I've, and I've done a criminal law, appellate work, uh, workers' comp, car accidents, whatever. I've done a lot of it for 25 years before I did anything in the media. I do think it's a good background if you want to go into media, because many of the stories we cover have to do with the legislature or city council and municipal government or and even the criminal stuff, you know, murder and, you know, a preliminary exam versus a uh, indictment. I mean, there's a whole bunch of subtleties. And so to have the you can talk and understand the language, but you don't really 
know it until you've actually done it. So I don't know, Bubba, what you want to do. You want to be a criminal lawyer? You want to be an entertainment lawyer? You want contract? Bubba, I Bubba said he, I think, didn't Bubba say he specifically wanted to defend sex offenders? Isn't that what Bubba? No, no, no. <laughs> he called it the Lord's No, work. Yeah. no. They need representation. No. Yeah. No. Sometimes they didn't do it. No, I do agree with the fair system, but no, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to go into criminal work, hopefully. So I appreciate those words of advice. I'll I'll take them on. The deal with criminal work is you get your money up front. That's the main important, most important thing. And, uh, I, you know, criminal work is actually a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you, you get a lot of more trial work, which is kind of fun. You do try some cases and just because they over the prosecutors or the, you know, district attorneys, I don't know where you're at, but you know, they may overcharge a lot. And uh, know when to try the case and when not to try the case. That's true. That's it. That's that, and always get your money up front is the two things I've always get heard. The money so up I, I, I'm glad you asked. That's a good rule for anybody. I mean, but criminal work is a lot of. I tell you, I love criminal work. I mean, we get you know, Kwame Kilpatrick, our former mayor of Detroit, was very popular around here. Street, still popular. He could probably run, but he was convicted of RICO racketeering and and sent to prison for you know 24 years. I believe it was until President sell- Trump. 24, the sentence. 24 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, yeah. it was the longest sentence for any elected official in the whole country. But Trump commuted his sentence before he left office, you're saying? He did. Oh. He did oh, wow. the day or so before President Trump he commuted the sentence. So Kwame Kilpatrick had a buddy, Bobby Ferguson, who was his right-hand man, and he had to do 20-some-odd years, and his buddy, the mayor, got out. But Bobby <laughs> Ferguson just got out yesterday or just, just last week. So oh, it's kind of like dynamics here is great. Oh, Can you send a link off. to that uh that autistic kid who exposed himself? I need a story for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a sad case, though. It's not a funny one. It's, it's uh, a very right. sad. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yes. A lot of people don't understand the autism, and yeah. the problem is he exposed himself on one street, and he happened to then cross the street and expose himself again. Ah, uh, it's a double mm. exposure. And yet they're in two different cities. You got to even it up. Two charges, Ben. Uh, oh, two yeah. cities. Ah, oh, yes. So, so there's sad. On the border. At least he's consistent, you know? Yeah. He's got Ugh. two charges, two different. It's all. It's a problem. Charlie, can you do a sign off, uh, your normal sign off, <laughs> let's say reporting for Hard Factor News? Can you do a sign off for us? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Charlie liked it. Reporting for Hard Factor News. The best. Thank you, Charlie. You're our You're first best, local Charlie. news legend. Thank you, Charlie. Thank, Thank you, Charlie. Charlie. You're a legend. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much to Charlie Langton. That was a lot of fun. That guy seems like a great guy. Um, keeping it keeping it real in Detroit. Lawyer and news expert. Um, yeah, so thanks, Charlie. Look, it made uh, me miss Detroit. I really, really... Uh, we had a great time in Detroit. Uh, fantastic was, in the spring. What was the name of that place we went to? We won't Lent. get into it. Uh, no, <laughs> it's a particular st- uh, establishment. But hey, that's going to do it <laughs> for Hard Factor. Um yeah, we love you guys. We've got a big week, of course, coming up this week. Uh, what do we have coming up this week? <laughs> Anything? Am I just lying about that? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's uh, always a big week at Hard Factor. It's just a big week. It's going to be week. huge. It's going to be a massive week. We got well, this show was up. huge. We came up with a bunch of stuff at the top of the show. We had Charlie Langton at the end of the show. I'm sure we'll come up with a bunch of crazy shit. Uh, call us, uh, 512-270-1480 for voicemails. Leave us five-star reviews. We'll get to those on Friday. And most importantly, have a great fucking day. See you later.